I'm Suniti Sridhar, and you're listening to Brief Conversations, where legal experts from all industries offer insight into relevant legal topics. To access more comprehensive coverage of today's legal issues, including landmark court decisions and expert commentary on new laws and regulations, subscribe to The Daily Journal at dailyjournal.com. New developments in artificial intelligence come out every day and are revolutionizing different industries, but we as a society were confronted with some difficult questions, right, about how to take advantage of all of these positive impacts and benefits of AI while not losing sight of the potentially harmful effects it can have. Just to take one example, monetizing off of artists and creators or, you know, other individuals without permission. So today, David Schneider, the co-managing partner of Nolan Hyman in Encino, will be talking to us about one particular area of AI called deep fakes that if you're on social media, you've probably seen before. Uh, welcome, David. It's great to have you here with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So a deep fake is basically the latest version of, of Photoshop, right? It's a digitally manipulated or altered form of media, most commonly audio or video that creates, you know, a footage or recording of something that never actually happened. So for example, recently an AI generated song was created using the voices of Drake and The Weeknd, Call Heart on My Sleeve, and it got millions of streams on you know, Apple Music and Spotify um, before the label Universal Music Group claimed unauthorized use of copyright and it was taken down. So David, in instances like this, do you think the deepfake creators should own the copyright under fair use since they put in the effort and the skill to develop the content or should the individuals or whoever is being depicted in the content own the copyright since their likeness is being used and manipulated? Or, you know, does the discussion go beyond these two sides of the question? Yeah, so actually I think you have to start by distinguishing the copyright from the likeness, right? So the song itself would be protectable by copyright, but the voice is more a publicity right, uh, the, the right in the name or likeness of the entertainer. So I think the copyright stays with the person who created the deep page. Um, it's an original work of art. If they sang it themselves, it would not be infringing in any way, most of the time. And there may be exceptions to that, but presumably they have created an original song um, and they own the rights in that song. What they're doing, though, is violating the rights of publicity of the person or performers whose voices or likenesses they're using to create a deep fake song or a deep fake video. And so the law in California and most states, uh, even to some extent federal law, doesn't allow them to do that. They are violating the right to publicity and it gives um, the publisher or the performers the ability to stop the distribution of that song because it's violating their rights and potentially to sue the person who created it for all of their profits. So there was a lawsuit brought by um, a photographer, Lynn Goldsmith, against Andy Warhol uh, regarding Warhol's paintings, the print series. Um, in which he used Goldsmith's images of Prince as the basis or the inspiration, so to speak, for his own work. And the Supreme Court ruled a couple months ago that the Prince series, that Warhol's work, wasn't transformative enough to fall under fair use. So what potential impact can that decision have on being able to use the fair use protection and apply it to deepfakes when it comes to, you know, songs and photographs or videos, especially if, if the content is being sold for profit because the court noted in his decision in the Warhol case that his work was you know, commercial in nature. Yeah, the Warhol case is really interesting um, in part because it's a really narrow decision. 
So the thing that the court relied on was the way that the art was being used because it was being published in a magazine, licensed for use in a magazine, just like the original piece of art was used. They actually pointed out that the decision doesn't mean that the they weren't giving an opinion on the other pieces of art that Warhol created using the Prince images. So they basically said implicitly, they didn't say you can or can't, but they didn't say you cannot do this. They sort of allowed that there may be a fair use the fair use may permit the use of Prince's image, the pre-existing image, to create artwork. It was the specific way in which it was used that took the same the same purpose as the original image and undermined its value, uh, which is what made it not fair use just in that limited context. And so it's it really depends on the purpose of a deepfake is sort of a stretch because again, the underlying content may be protected. But let's assume that someone was copying an existing song. You'd really have to look at how it was being used and whether it's something like a parody or whether it is displacing the market for the original work. And I think the Warhol decision pushes things back a little more in favor of the original creators and says that if you're going to be creating derivative artworks um, using someone else's pre-existing work, you have to be careful not to displace the value of that work in the marketplace. Hmm, that's interesting. I guess then your general take when it comes to deepfakes and, and the legal standard as it stands today, how do you reconcile the fair use defense with protecting the rights and reputation of the individual and you know the unauthorized use of their likeness, as you said? Well, where I think it's going to get most interesting is when you have a First Amendment type of defense. So I think it's fairly clear that when someone uses a celebrity's name or likeness or image without permission, that's not a fair use. Um, where it becomes more interesting is if they're doing something like a parody or, you know, a Saturday Night Live skit where right now you have an actor posing as that person. Um, what would happen if you used a deepfake to actually put that person's image in the video? You know, with a Saturday Night Live skit, it's obvious that it's a parody. It's not the actual person, even if it's meant to look like that person. And you know it's supposed to, they're using their name or likeness as part of the skit. It's maybe a different nature when you actually use AI to put that person in the scene. And I think it may take the courts a while to reconcile that and figure out how those types of uses should be treated. And they're always very fact specific. So it'll be interesting to see how people push the boundaries there. Um, but I think ultimately it's going to be looking at the nature of the use and where it is clear parody and is clearly transformative. Courts are probably going to be a little more permissive and allow that. Where it's like most deep takes, where it's simply taking someone else's name or voice and putting it on an infringer's piece of work, I don't think there's going to be much room for that even under a First Amendment analysis or a fair use analysis. Well, David, thank you so much. This was a very insightful conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Yeah, my pleasure. It was great to talk to you. We'll see you tomorrow for another episode as we continue our daily conversations with top legal minds, bringing you insights and analysis to keep you informed and up to date. Remember to visit dailyjournal.com to become a subscriber and never miss out on the latest legal news and resources.